All right, Adam from Splendid Sports here. Happy to be joined by Lou from Lou Rock TV. How you doing, Lou? I'm doing excellent, man. I've, I've been looking forward to it uh, all day, and I appreciate the invite. Yeah, and before we get into anything, I wanted to give a, a shout out to James Elite Hunters because uh, I can thank him for connecting us and uh, led to this, which I'm very happy to do. We're going to do another three and three. Lou is going to show his not his top three cards or his most you know expensive cards per se. Uh, they can be, but generally speaking, it's three of his favorite cards in his collection. He's going to tell us why. And then he's going to go through three of the cards on his want list and tell us why. And then I'll pull up card ladder and show some images as we talk about them. But this is actually the first time that Lou and I have ever talked. So it's kind of cool. Uh, before we get into any of the cards or anything, uh, I wanted to just ask you a couple questions. Um, again, being the first time we ever talked, I caught, I did catch a, a live stream last night with um, you and John Mangini, Vintage, uh, uh, Rick, Rick Vintage Vintage, All Cards, and um, Don, Field of Dreams. Uh, I, it was, I watched the whole thing. And I actually picked up a few things in that, uh, like you and you and me are the same age. We're both 41. Oh, beautiful. And, uh, you know, it sounds like we collect a lot of the same things as far as era. But can you, uh, for those that are, don't already subscribe to your YouTube channel, can you tell us, like, give us an overview of what you collect and anything else you want to say? Of course. Yeah. So I've been collecting since I was in second grade. Um, I remember my mom taking me to Kmart by you know, buying uh, Kmart baseball cards, which is one of my favorite things. If I could find anything with Kmart on it, I'm a sucker for it. But my number one PC is Roberto Clemente. Love anything with Clemente um, for obvious reasons. You know, the, the native son of Puerto Rico, you know, in my household, he was the Willie Mays. You know, they talked about Clemente all the time. Um, so Clemente is a big part of my collecting life. And um, just... Just someone to aspire to as well. Um, big Yankee fan. Collect anything Yankees. Um, of course, like today's PCs is Aaron Judge. Love Aaron Judge. Glaber Torres. And uh, my daughter, um, she she uh, she's a part of my hobby and collects with me. And she loves Aaron Judge. So that makes me love Aaron Judge even more. Um, I love Hall of Fame rookie cards. Anything Hall of Fame. And gold cups, love the gold cups. And again, I think the gold cups go back to my Kmart days because um, one of the first cars I got was a Kirby Puckett, and uh, it had a gold cup on it. So simple things like that um, just makes so many rabbit holes in this collecting life that we have that is just uh, fun. That's what that's one of the things I love about your channel too is that you uh, you know incorporate your daughter into it and. As someone who's got a two and a three-year-old daughter, um, you know, I'm looking forward to maybe down the road being able to bring them on YouTube if if they want to be on there. <laughs> yeah, but, you gotta you gotta embrace it, brother, because I got two high schoolers, and um, they couldn't care less. I try <laughs> I try to get my son into uh, collecting cars, and he was into football for a little bit. He was a big Seahawks, you know, with the bright green. Loved Russell Wilson, and I was all for it. You know, I bought him. <laughs> blaster boxes for his birthday. I got him um, rookie cards of Russell Wilson, prison boxes. And I just got tired of seeing him on the ground. I was like, son, what are you doing? I got him top loaders and pages. 
And after a while, I was like, look, are you really into this? He's like, eh. He was more into the Pokemon and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'll I'll trade you. I, I bought him a game for Xbox, and I took all the cards. And, uh, you know, when Russell Wilson was on his MVP run and everything like that, his rookie cards were shooting up. And then he wanted them back. I'm like, that's not how it works, son. That's not how it works. They're going to stay in the collection. <laughs> Yeah, you can't. It, it seems like it's not something that can be forced. It's kind yeah. of if it's there, then you can, like you said, embrace it and, and bring it out more and add to the experience. But yeah, if, it's not something that if they're not into it, they're not going to be into it no matter what you do. No, that's why I come to uh, YouTube because I got like minded individuals. <laughs> yep, absolutely. That's the whole point of this for me is connecting with guys like you who collect what I do, uh, or even if not, it's not what I collect, sometimes that's even even nicer because it exposes you to things that I didn't even know about, or uh, it gets expensive when I watch too many different channels though, because I get, yes. get into too many different things and I go down rabbit holes, but um, it's nice to see, so. Yeah, I mean, I collected everything when I was younger just because, you know, everything was mass produced, but like, the majority of my card collection is baseball cards, but I do have football, I do have basketball, but the stuff I gravitate to, are, you know, is 90s basketball. I love 90s basketball. So to me, that's like the the golden era of basketball. You know, you had you had a little bit of everything there. And uh, football is, you know, all the guys I grew up watching, you know, we're the same age, so Dan Marino, uh, Elway, the um, Danian Thomason, Adrian James was my guy, I loved Adrian James, so. You know, I got a little bit of everything. See, I like I like that you're because I'm into I collect three different sports, not just baseball, but basketball and football too. I've been a huge, huge fan of all three sports throughout my life. Probably at at one point, all three were like the favorite, and my, I was into the most during different periods. So I I, I think we, there's a lot of different um, maybe lives or, or videos that you and I could do together. Hopefully, after this one, where we can talk maybe some football, some basketball, because in the vintage community, man, baseball, of course, is king, but yeah, oh, they, oh, nice. I got, I got, I got a whole bunch of Jordans on my table right now. I got Jordan, I got Clemente. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I got plans for us. All right, all right. Nah, I, I that. But, um, all right, before we get into the cards, you mentioned Aaron Judge. I want to put you on the spot. What do you predict he's going to finish at for home runs? Oh, man. <laughs> So, I mean, he's been phenomenal. You talk about a guy who's carrying a team, like literally. I mean, the guy has probably has his chiropractor with him all the time. Because after the All-Star break, I know he's hitting 320 plus, but the rest of the team is hitting 240. You know, Stanton seems to be content collecting checks. I think he yeah. hurt himself swinging. Um, he's on the sideline. I think the middle of our order yesterday was uh, Judge was hitting second, Glaber was hitting third. I think we had um, – I can't remember. It doesn't matter because there's nobody in the lineup. And then the Twins figured it out after Judge hits four home runs in a row, you know, four straight games, four home runs. They walked him three times. Like, why would you pitch to this man? The guy's in the zone. And he for being 6'7", you know, I, I kind of remember big sluggers like Richie Sexton. They had holes in their swing. Yeah. Judge doesn't have a hole in his swing. The guy's disciplined. Um, they always call the low strike on him. But the guy's huge. I mean, he's six seven. I hope it's going to be close. I, I know he's on pace. There's like 25 games left. He's on pace to break it. But I think he squeaks over. I think he gets 63, 64. Because as, <laughs> as uh, 
my boy man Genie said he still gotta play the pirates. <laughs> so I think <laughs> yeah. so you can probably get he could probably get four or five in that series. That's why so I think he'll be close. I think he's squeak. I don't think he'll get anywhere near like 70 or you know 67 or anything like that, but I think he'll get 63, 64. I'm gonna go 65 because I agree he's gonna face some some games where he can maybe hit multiple in one game because he's playing the pirates or yeah. a team that's not in the race that may just decide, Hey, let's just pitch to him. Um, but yeah, it's going to be tough. He's probably going to get a lot of the Barry Bonds treatment for oh, the rest yeah. of the season because yeah, he's yeah. none of the other guys are hitting. Yeah. Cause like, like the Rays, they play the Rays. Uh, they're, you know, they're in the same division. Why would you even pitch to him? Just take four, take your four pitches and take your base. I mean, I wouldn't even, don't even bother bringing your bat to the batter's box. You know, just just take first base, Judge. Yeah. You well, know? it was funny because my dad would – one of the things you – know, he always told me a million different baseball stories, but he would always be like, hey, how many times in the in the year that Roger Maris hit 61 home runs, how many times was he intentionally walked? And uh, I think it's zero, right? Yeah. yeah. And he would be like, zero. And I'd be like, what? And he'd be like, because guess who was batting behind him? Yeah. Mickey Mantle. Yeah. <laughs> They, so that, but with Judge, he doesn't have that luxury. So it's, it's even more incredible what he's doing. No, the thing is, like, I mean, as a manager, you know, back in the day, you know, you put your best hitter at three or four, right? Now, though, you want them to get as many at bats as you, they can. So that's why you see these guys in the leadoff. You see them hitting um, in the second hole, you know, hoping to see, you know, they get more fastballs, you know, because the pitcher's trying to establish um, strikes, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, why? I don't care where he's hitting you. If I was the opposing pitcher, you walk him. Right. Let right. someone else beat you. Let Glaber Torres beat you. Yeah, pitch to Glaber because that's <laughs> a smart way to go if I'm a pitcher. All right, Lou, let's, uh, if you're ready, let's go into three of your favorite cards. All right, brother. So that was like, like we talked about before off air now. A lot of ways I could have gone. Try to show my favorite Hall of Fame rookie cards. Should I show my favorite gold cups? Should I show my favorite Clementas? Um, but I, I figured since this is like a new audience, people who don't know me, I figured I show three of my most sentimental cards. So my first one is this 1973 Roberto Clemente. It's actually his last card in the Tops run. Um, he actually died in 72, uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, 72. Um, I just love this card because this was the first card I got. This was my first vintage card. And if you think about it, I got it in 93 because I was in sixth grade. This card was only 20 years old. And I thought this was the oldest card in the world when, <laughs> when I got it in sixth grade. I'm like, oh my God, it's 73. Um, my mother got it for me for Christmas. I still hear, I still hear her, her talking about how she spent $35 on a baseball card. She's like, I cannot believe it. $35 on a baseball card. This is too much money. To this day, I'm 41 years old now. And uh, this is the one that started the madness. You know, my dive into vintage, my dive into Clemente, super collecting. Um, I just love this card. I love the 73 set for other reasons as well. Um, but th this Clemente is it's my favorite Clemente. I mean, I got, obviously, I got the rookie and, you know, I got one from his personal collection, but that that Clemente means more to me than anything because that's that's the first card I remember for Christmas where I was like teary eyed. So that's my first. That's a cool first. image. I I've always loved that image too. It's incredible. Yeah, man. It's just 
it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's great. It's great. Awesome. Should we go to the second one? Absolutely. All right. Second one. So I've been with my wife 22 years, married 18. We were college sweethearts. And um, I knew she was a keeper because she didn't think it was crazy for me to buy baseball cards or anything like that. But she did think it was crazy when I was looking. I think it was a special occasion. I can't remember. I can't remember if it was my birthday, if it was Valentine's Day. But I was looking at this Bird Magic rookie card. Ooh. Yeah, PSA 7. And uh, eBay was new to me. When I discovered eBay, I was like, I could buy baseball cards online and they send them to me. <laughs> and uh, she had an eBay account. And she let me, to this day, I still use the same eBay account. And um, she's like, Baby, you really want that? I'm like, uh, yeah, that's burning magic. And she's like, okay. And uh, she's like, how much is it? It was a buy it now for like 120. 120 for this card. Wow. And uh, she's like, you want me to spend 120? I'm like, I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm just telling you, if you don't get it for me, I'm gonna get it. And uh, she's like, if that's what you really want for a gift, like I said, I can't remember if it was Valentine's Day or my birthday, but she bought it for me. And uh, PSA 7, Bird Magic Rookie with Julie Servin. And that's what I knew. I was going to marry that woman. <laughs> Back in college. One of, the, one of the top Mount Rushmore basketball cards of all time. For me, as a huge Larry Bird fan, I'm originally from New England. Um, yeah, that's, that's my favorite basketball card. Unbelievable. I love it, man. I love it. It will never leave my collection. I'll, I'll go to Bob. My daughter, I call her Bob. <laughs> All right. And number three. So this was a couple Easter's ago. Um, I want to say maybe maybe three Easter's ago. Um, you know, I try to teach my kids the, the true meaning of Easter. It's not all about bunnies and chocolate and everything like that. So, but, you know, after service, we went home. We do the, the, Easter, bag, uh, the Easter baskets the egg hunts around the house, the kids love it. And my son, a couple of days prior, as we were setting up the baskets, I guess he snuck off and was telling his mother, my wife, why doesn't daddy get an Easter basket? We never get him Easter baskets. So she's like, what do you want to do for him? She's like, he's like, can we buy him baseball cards? So in the in the Easter basket, <laughs> he bought a blaster box of Topps opening day. It was all he could get. It was a $15 blaster box. Opening day, everyone knows is low end. Well, I was just I was just touched by my son thinking of me for Easter. I, I could care less. I'm like opening the son. I'm like, you want to open these with me? He's like, no, dad, it's your thing. It's your present. Da, 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 da. So I'm going through. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then I get a redemption card and pull this monster. Ronald Acuna Auto, number 50. Wow. And uh it just means so much to me. Not only because he's a Hispanic ball player. I love, <laughs> that's another PCMI. I love Hispanic, Vladdy Jr., Acuna, Soto. Um, but this is a card my son gifted me. And that's how I consider it. My son gave me this card. And it means so much to me. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's not a Yankee or anything like that. But like I said, he is a superstar. And when my son saw how happy I was when I got this card, it made him smile. He's like, Dad, who's that? He, now he knows who Acuna is because I got that card. And uh, 
that was my little hope. I'm like, oh, maybe he's going to collect baseball cards, but nah. <laughs> he's just happy that he got me something cool. <laughs> right. Was that that relic? Was that was that like dirt on the card? Oh, so that's the joke. Signed dirt. I got signed dirt, baby. That is awesome. <laughs> yes, it's yes from uh obviously their home stadium. So yeah, it's a little that's different. Cool. It was dope. Yeah, so you can't beat it, man. It's just memories. Like I said, these are the three most sentimental cards in my collection, and they were all gifts and. There's uh they were all given to me with love. <laughs> That's how I consider it. <laughs> and I, I love the way you went with that because I'm the same way where the, the cards that I value the most in my collection are the ones that um you know are tied directly to family. And it's you know, it could be could be a card that my uncle had or it could be a card that my parents gave me when I was a kid. I'm the same way where those are the cards that, you know, I could lose all the other ones, but those I can't lose those. Those yeah. those mean the most. Yep. Yeah, because I think you know, like I talk to my hobby buddies and I got friends in the area who we could talk sports all day. Like like we were talking about before, the Bills game tonight is gonna be epic. It's gonna be good. I got my bourbon ready. But they come up to the card room and they're like, Oh, this is cool. No, you collect cards. That's that's dope. But then what's the, the arbitrary question? What's your most expensive card? Right, right. No, I don't want to talk about that. I mean, right. yeah, I got dope stuff, but that's not. Let's talk about the stories. Like my boy Forley talks about. Let's talk about the stories. How I got these cards. Right. Where did you find them? Why you gravitate to that set? Why do you like this player? You know, that's the stuff I like talking about. Why do you collect? Why are you collecting next? But uh, you know, that's why I do YouTube. <laughs> Me, too. Me too, and um. I mentioned this before we started recording when we first jumped on that uh, one of the first videos I noticed of yours was from this year's uh, national where you were doing an awesome job of making me who wasn't there feel like I was with you guys uh, where you were going around with and just talking to everyone and you did such a great job of it. Uh, are you going to, is that, was that your first national or had you been to others? No, that was my first national. So okay. I really want to absorb every moment, every experience, all the hangouts, try to meet as many people as I could. And it was great. It was humbling. Um, just to have people come up to you and be like, hey, I enjoy your channel. Keep on doing what you're doing. I, me and Mangene were talking about it the other day. You know, people will run out of money. They're like, hey, can we just watch you? buy baseball cards, hang out with you. Like, yeah, I mean, we're, we're nobody. We're just buying, we're just collectors too. I mean, and we chop it up with them. And uh, I, I appreciate you uh, enjoying the video because like I was saying before, I could have taped the national and that would have been cool. But what I was trying to do, like I have, I had homies like Snoop and Aaron Davis, other YouTubers who couldn't make it. And uh, I was just trying to capture the experience. You know, I wanted people to see the hangouts. I wanted, I wanted people to see what this YouTube community is really about. And it's a brotherhood, sisterhood, a um, lot of friendships. And like James, he's he's a brother in cardboard, you know? John Mangini, George, you know, the Misfits crew, as, as we, we like to uh, call ourselves. Is, it, is the national and every year thing now for you? Yes. However, I told a couple people I haven't told. I guess this is breaking news. I won't be able to make next year's. And the reason I, the reason I can't make next year's is because um, my middle child, like I said, I have two high schoolers. Um, she is for us. Her her next birthday is uh, 
15. So in Spanish culture, that's the quinceanera. And that's like sweet 16. And that's a big ordeal. That's a big dent in the pocketbook. And her birthday is July 30th, which is the last week of July, which is usually when the national is going on, the last week of July. So conflict of interest. Family above all else. I mean, I'm a family guy, you know. It's like got family cardboard in that order, you know. It's like, what can you do? It is what it is. You know, I want to be more nationals. I still got my buddies, you know, I'm planning a Cooperstown trip. So hopefully I could do that next year. And uh, if I got some, some of uh, my YouTube buddies uh, tagging along for that trip. Awesome. But I think they understand. I mean, it, it was a great experience, but it ain't cheap. <laughs> Even with the Airbnb, it's not cheap. So to do something like that every year will be tough. But uh, especially when you still have kids in the house. Awesome. All right, Lou. Well, let let me pull up um, Card Ladder here, and you sent me a list. Uh, can you see Card Ladder? Oh yeah, I see it, brother. All right. So you sent me a list of three on your want list, and I just pulled up. I typed in the first one ahead of time. So this is the 1948 Bowman Warren Spawn. Uh, this was the first one that you had on your list. Yes. So. Okay, so this list is always changing, right? But it it pretty much got solidified after Dave Blue Jacket 66, another YouTuber. I mean, the guy just oozes knowledge. Um, he made something very clear to me. And one of my main PCs are Rookie Hall of Fame, rookie cards. Um, and the 48 Bowman is, in my opinion, the true rookie card because in his last live stream uh, with Mike Monahan, he talked about the 49 Leaf set. You know, PSA dubs it 48-49, but if you look at it closer, it's truly a 49 set. So, you know, the Warren Spawn in both sets, if you're going to pick one of the two, you got to go with the 48 Bowman. You have to go with the 48 Bowman because that's the true rookie. And um, I just gravitate to Warren Spawn because – have you ever heard of the greatest uh, game ever pitched? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Okay, the greatest game ever pitched. Uh, oh, I should have studied. I think it's July 2nd, 1963. It was between Warren Spahn and the Dominican Dandy, Juan Marichal. And I have the Juan Marichal rookie card. But in that game, Warren Spahn and Juan Marichal each pitched over 200 pitches. They pit, they, the game lasted four hours, and uh, Marichal pitched 16 innings. Warren Spahn pitched 15 and a third, and the way it ended, Willie Mays just got tired of hanging out and crushed a walk-off home run in the bottom in the bottom 16. So that game, well, I mean, can you imagine two pitchers over 200 pitches in one game, pitching four hours, 16 innings? It's insane. You will never see that. And it's considered the greatest game ever pitched. And it's between Warren Spahn and Warren Marischal. So I have one rookie card. I would love to have the 48 um, Bowman. And it's just a beautiful picture. It's just odd. It's not like an everyday pose. And it's, a, it's of a great picture. Great and I, I pulled up um, this one that I had pulled up. Uh, in Card Ladder, they do sales history. So they show ones that sold recently. And uh, this one just sold in August. Uh, August 16th, 
on eBay for 330 bucks. I love the way uh, I love the way it looks in an SGC holder, just because it. I don't know something about the black and white card with the SGC holder. For me, um, yeah, I just I like the I like the look of that. Yeah, totally agree. That's why I mean SGC was already. If you're not new to the hobby, SGC was already world renowned for their pre-war and vintage. And um, I'm just glad they're starting to get more recognition in the hobby because I always enjoy them. I'm more. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I'm a raw card guy, but I'm not opposed to buying cards um, slabbed. Yeah, I mean, and it's a reason. I mean, all things considered, it's pretty uh, pre pretty reasonably priced card for for the type of pitcher that he was. Some consider him the best left-handed pitcher of all time, and it being his rookie card, it's yeah. uh, not as probably as uh, expensive as it maybe should be. So. Well. Yeah. yeah, if you if you look at these three cards that well, we already know about the spawn, but the other two cards, these are guys who are super underrated in the hobby, right. and they're just phenomenal players in the game of baseball. Like you can't talk about baseball without these guys, and uh, I think that's just the way vintage is. If if your name isn't Clemente, Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, uh, maybe even Colfax, you know, you could find great vintage especially now um, at decent prices. And so your second one was in the same set. Yep. And <laughs> this is another outstanding card. Let's pull up another SGC. Let's uh, do this, it. One, this one sold in September 4th, a few days back, 900 bucks in an SGC three. Yeah. Uh, the Stan Musial 1948 Bowman really i saw that same interview um that you mentioned with uh mike and and dave um blue jacket 66 and i had always heard because i'm a huge fan of the i would say the 49 leaf set williams i own the usual 48 leaf um when i bought it it was kind of like eh, it might be his rookie card it's kind of a debate but after hearing that interview Solidifies uh, it, right? It's so clear. I'm like it was almost like, yeah. What, what was I thinking? It's clear cut. It, the forty-eight Bowman is Stan Musial's rookie card. Yes. Well, after that, it's funny because I have a Rizzuto forty-nine leaf. It's funny now because I'm saying forty-nine leaf, but it's, it's true. It's like, how did I not see this before? They're clearly talking about the forty-eight season right. on the back of the card. Right. <laughs> like, how? Do, why am I? It's like I'm today years old finding out that forty-nine leaf was in forty-nine, but yeah. uh, again. Legendary player, vastly underrated. Um, I think it's going to be, I want to snatch it up soon. I'm asking Santa Claus <laughs> for this card uh, because I think in a year it'll be probably untouchable for me. And that's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, this is just a beautiful image, beautiful card. I enjoy the black and white. And 48 Bowman, like it or hate it, I think it's an iconic set, you know, beginning of post war, at least consideration for me. And I'm a post-war guy. You know, these are the guys I read about when I learned about the history. So I love this card. Really want it. And uh, after hearing, uh, like I said, Dave and Mike talking about it, it just solidified it for me. I'm like, that's his rookie. It's, it's attainable. Let's try to get it now. I agree. Yeah. It, I mean, it doesn't make me lo uh, love my 49 oh. Leaf Musial. Any, like, I still love it the same. But I'm, I can't say it's a rookie card. It isn't. I mean, it's so clear. Like you said, it's so clear cut now that, yeah, it's the 49 leaf and then this is the rookie card. And I agree. I think, you know, in the hobby, it feels like 
it doesn't take uh, things spread pretty quickly too, as far as like just just something like that where uh, Dave comes out and lays it out so clearly that now collectors on YouTube are probably telling each other about it and, and other people are seeing it. There's people that knew this before, but mm-hmm. like like me and you, I think there were a lot of people who never really looked at it too deep and never really thought about it too much other than just like, oh, it's kind of debated. But um, as word travels, uh, and who knows, maybe PSA will even at some point, well, maybe not, but maybe yeah. they'll make an adjustment. I don't know. But if yeah. they ever did, that would obviously this card would skyrocket even more if they ever did something official. Yeah, like that. yeah because without that knowledge, you'd be like, okay, and the hobby is accepted for both. Um, you get, you know, what, whichever one speaks to you, as my boy James says, whichever one speaks to you, that's the card you get. And 49 Leaf typically is the one because it's beautiful, great colors, great images. But to me, it's just clear cut. And I haven't been able to think about it. I've been um, looking up 48 Bowmans since that, <laughs> since that yeah. interview. So, yeah. All right, great pick there. And then our last one, I love that these are all Bowman cards because I'm a huge Bowman guy. Uh, always love the Bowmans. So you went with, for your third card, 1949 Bowman, Roy Campanella. Yeah, three-time uh, MVP. Three-time yeah. MVP. It wasn't it three in a row, too? Or? Yeah, well, the thing is, like, that was my number one card at the National. Everyone knew it. I wanted it. Beautiful card. Love the color. Um, I had a lot of my buddies looking for it. I found a couple. But, like, I mean, I'm sure as everyone heard, the National was just crazy. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was pri- there was deals to be had. There was deals out there. You just had to look. But, um, yeah, every every Capadilla I ran into, I thought was just too much. And uh, it's not, you know, for people who are in the realm of, like, a Mangini, a uh, a Dave Blue Jacket, a Rick Vintage Oddball, where they love the rare stuff, the rarity. Um, when you see it, you have to get it because if you don't get it, you might not see it for two, three years. But in a case like this, like for me, I'm a post-war guy. I love the the, the main runs, Bowman tops. Um, this Campanella is not a rare card. If I really wanted it, talk to the wife, I'm like, boop, I need this. I could go on eBay and pick one up. You know what I'm saying? So I just got to wait for the right car, the right moment, the right price. Um, and that's it. So I, I I walked away. I got a whole bunch of cool cards, but I was a little sad that I didn't get my Campanella um, at the National. But it's a beautiful card. It's just, what else can you say? It's a legendary player, vastly underrated. Um, but yeah, that's that's those are my three uh, dream cards right now. But they're all attainable. So... I collect the same sort. I don't do pre um, pre war either. Uh, I I joke that like I try to hide those from me because I don't I don't want to get down the rabbit hole. So I just try to stick in my lane, which is the same sort of thing as you, where I I collect the, you know the the you guys could say the forty eight through as far as vintage forty eight yeah. through eighty or so. I collect junk wax era stuff too and newer stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm all over the place, but I don't go really too far back. I don't go into the pre war era. Uh, don't get me don't get me start talking on junk wax jose canseco was my guy the most no. honest guy in baseball <laughs> <laughs> i feel like there's, there's a lot of a lot of these we could do but we have very similar uh, and, and, and honestly this card not just this card but this set like something about the colors like they just yeah. like his blue hat and the blue on his uniform there it just like it just pops out it, it's such a cool looking image too um, speaks not, of the era speaks yeah. of the era i love it 
Yeah. Yeah. Just so, man, great picks. Great picks. Let me. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you have great taste in cards, clearly. Um, but what I want to do at the end of these, um, you know, James Elite Hunters recommended you. So if you happen to have anyone else out in the YouTube community that you think would be interested and willing to do a three and three like this, I'd love to hear it. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you three because um, okay. I just think they need a little recognition. Their channels are great. Um, first one be Picker Jim S. I don't think people understand how great his collection really is. Um, super generous, been in the YouTube game for a little bit, um, knowledgeable. But like I said, I don't think people realize how sneaky good his collection is. Even though he's a Red Sox fan, I still show him some love. Picker Jim S. Um, someone I met at the National, I can't, Iconic Al. His channel's name is uh, Iconic ba uh, Baseball. Iconic Baseball. Um, I just think he needs more people at his channel. I don't think his channel is big enough. Um, I like his format. He is a Pittsburgh Pirates guy, so he's a Clementa guy, but um, he picked up a beautiful Jackie Robinson um, uh, auto at the National, from what I remember. And uh, the last one is Dom at Stabin, Stabin's Sports Cards. I want to make sure I say it right. Yes, Stabin's Sports Cards. Young collector. Um, he's a Boston guy, too. Man, I'm showing a lot of love for Boston guys. Yeah. Um, but he is uh, a young collector. And I, I say it with quotations, I think in it for the right reasons. He just enjoys the history, loves vintage, loves collecting. And he he was at the, the National chopping it up with the old heads and just absorbing all the knowledge. And uh, I, I, I like that. And uh, he actually... Show me a booth. Um, uh, who was it? It was Clemente Clubhouse. I forgot where they're out of, but the Clemente Clubhouse had a booth there. And he's like, Lou, you haven't seen it? I'm like, no, I don't even know where it is. That's how big the National was. So he showed me, and I actually got um, a Clemente card that I've been wanting for forever. And uh, I, I will always be thankful for that. It's funny because I, I, I well, Dom stayed in sports cards. I, I had already messaged him a couple times about how we're going to do one of these. So he was already on my list. Uh, the other two, I know um, I've either, I think I've commented on their videos and they've maybe commented on some of mine, but I'm making a list of all of these because my goal is I want to keep doing these as long as I can. And uh, it seems like there's more and more people coming onto YouTube. There's already a awesome community. So I think I'll have no shortage. Um, I could probably keep doing these for years, which would be great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, I, I like the format. Quick, to the point, simple. But, I mean, still leaves a lot of uh, room for a good conversation. Awesome. Well, Lou, man, thank you so much. Uh, again, I I already can see, like, us doing more videos together because we have so much in common with our, with our collections. And uh, look at that, another Jordan. He's <laughs> After going thriller, baby. <laughs> nice. All right. Lou, man, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time. And uh, it was great to meet you. And I look forward to talking again with you. Nah, the pleasure was mine, my man. I appreciate it. And like I said, anytime you got my number now, hit me up. I just love talking cards, talking sports. Um, like I said, tonight, I'm just going to be watching uh, football with a little bourbon. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. NFL starts, man. We're excited. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Lou. Peace.